using social media. What works? What's new? Advice? Trends and insight. From the creative team at Hubbard Interactive, it's the social feed. Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. We are coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios here in the Twin Cities, and we appreciate you guys all for listening. Our podcast today, we are going to focus on how to plan your video marketing strategy. And we have two videographers with us today. We have back with us again, Pat Lager. Hey, hey. And Kirsten Godfrey to tell us more. Hello. So I'm super excited today because in the past we've had podcasts talking about more tactics involved when you're filming video to do on social media. But today we're going to talk about more overarching strategies utilizing video. So one of the biggest things that everyone kind of hears about when you see articles published about video is the art of storytelling. Mm -hmm. So do you guys want to kind of talk about your process when you're putting together a plan for overall strategy? Well, I'll just start off by saying that um, as a marketer, you you may have heard the phrase content is king. And everyone is talking about how video is so big on social media right now. It's not the fact that video in and of itself makes something great. The great videos that are out there are great content. And they could they, they could survive, a lot of them could survive as a a graphic post or a text post because they're telling, like Missy said, they're telling a story and they have a beginning, a middle, and an end to them. And so the the viral videos that that are out there on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, they're they're the ones where there's a story to be told. It, it may not be a planned story. It may be a story happening in the spur of the moment and happening live. But there's still a story to be told and somewhere for people to jump on and and something for people to relate to. It's not just Putting a camera in front of something and making a video out of it doesn't automatically make it social friendly content. One of my favorite lines when someone asks me, "How do I make my video go viral?" <laughs> drives me nuts. Um, but I think it's just you need to create good content, and it, the audience will do with it what what they'll do with it. And it just how it depends on how they react. So when you're putting together a video. Is there kind of a process that you guys utilize? Like, what does that look like for people listening if they're trying to get into video marketing? Well, when we're making a video for a client, um, for someone, I try and think about, we're not just going to make some video that's and try and make it fun. Like, uh, we want to make it sort of like have a purpose for them. Every client has problems or difficulties they're trying to solve within their company. And we want to think about like how we can use video to help solve those problems for them, whether it be like we're trying to hire new people or um, nobody knows about the history of our company and we think it's really cool and we want people to know about it. You know, there's always something we can dig deeper in them and help them share with their consumers. So is there like a list of questions? I know some of the questions that I think of is, you know, number one, why are you making the video? Which kind of points into, you know, what is that? What's the reason for doing this? And then things like, you know, who are you speaking to? So when you're putting together a video, how do you differentiate what to have in there based on the audience you're trying to reach? So uh, like in the in the case of using utilizing a problem that the business has or a, a problem that the business is trying to solve, it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem with the business. Mm-hmm. Their product solves some sort of problem for other people. So um, if we're talking about story about this product or service that you're offering, 
what is the problem? There's, there's the beginning of your video. Let's talk about what the problem is. It doesn't, we don't have to spend a lot of time on what the problem is, but we have to tell people that there's a problem. Educate people on what you're going to solve. And then the meat of the video is how do you solve that? How do you solve that problem? How do you fix this issue? How are we making the world a better place with this product or with what we're offering? And then at the end, the end wrap-up of the video is what do you want people to do with it now? You can tell me all about your product and how it solves this, this issue, but to make me do something about it, you have to tell me what I can do, whether, it's, whether it is to buy your product or schedule an appointment for a service or to share this video and educate my friends on this issue or whatever it is. But they're like the beginning, middle, end, there's a, you know, th kind of three acts to a, a, a really good story. And those three questions are kind of what I go to, you know, what or what's the problem? How are we going to solve it? And what does it mean for people watching the video? So since we're talking about storytelling, can each of you, and I'm kind of putting it on the spot right now, think of a recent video you did, or maybe it's a past video you did, that the client told you what their problem was, and can you kind of walk through what, what you did to help solve that problem using video marketing? I always love to use live examples. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites is a video we did a couple years ago for a raw pet food company um, here in Minnesota, Raw Bistro, and they... They came to us, and initially they just wanted to do a video telling the history of their company, which it's a really cool history how how this um, how the owner started the company because her dogs were sick and none of the food that she was feeding them was helping them get better at all, and so she wanted to create a, a raw food that they could use in conjunction with other medicines and treatments that would help the dog get better and it did so it's a it, it was a really cool story just to hear that but then we ended up turning that into a full just basically overview branding video for them i think i think it ended up being you know four and a half five minute long video um but it was just this owner on screen talking about what they did and why they did it and it worked really well because she's obviously very passionate about it and you know we had literally had her dogs in the video with her and pictures of her dogs when they were sick or other dogs when they've been skinny or, you know, a lot of rescue dogs use this food. And so they feed the dogs the food to get them back up to weight and normal weight and everything. But because she was able to tell that story and, and say, I started raw bistro because I needed a better food for my dog and talk about that story, but then talk about, how her product, how Raw Bistro actually does that. Like we only use organic ingredients. I don't think they're organic, so I shouldn't say that. But we only use certain types of ingredients and um, all of this locally sourced veggies and meat and natural products go into our food so that your dog has the best food source possible. And then at the end of the video, it was basically an invitation to try their their food you know if your dog if you want to feed your dog the best food that will make them the healthiest pet possible and you know and improve the life of not only your pet but your whole family try our food so i that's one of the videos i always remember i'm a dog guy so that plays into it a little bit but it was it was just a really cool story how she was able to tell that and we were able to portray that so kirsten is there an example of a video that you've done 
recently um, or even in the past that you can talk about? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm thinking of one. I did a video for, you know, there's a lot of uh, food co-ops throughout the Twin Cities. There's one yeah, um, <laughs> called the, the Wedge that I did a video for in the past that uh, they have an event where you can go out and visit all kinds of different um, local farms around the area and like see where your food is coming from. So it was sort of like the problem there was, what was it? It was basically that, you know, people don't really know where their food comes from um, or know the farmers or like, you know, just, I don't know. But <laughs> um, but I totally get that because, like, I grew up on a, on a farm, and my dad's a farmer. And so you hear about people doing, like, these, these big factory farming and things like that and, you know, always support the, like, local farmers. But until you, like, actually know someone, it's a whole different ballgame growing up in that type of world. Mm-hmm. So th- that was their, the problem, and this, was their, this event was their solution um, to that problem. And I, you know, got people more active in the co-op. Like these are the kind of people that want to know that sort of thing. Anyway, so where so. did they share the video? Was it like a social media video? It was social media. Yeah, I just posted it on Facebook and all around. It was a fun day. We drove around to like ten different farms in one. And day. then did you interview like the farmers and everything too? Mm-hmm. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually a perfect tie-in because I wanted to talk about video marketing for events. Because we do a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat Video Fest is coming up soon again. <laughs> so can you guys talk a little bit about, because any company out there does some type of event throughout the year. So do you want to talk about video strategies for event marketing? Well, there's a story to be told in any event, too. I mean, um, one that immediately comes to mind is um, the Believe Foundation Wine and Spirits ev- event that we recently did. There's a reason that you're having this event. I mean, and part of it is to raise money, but it's it's about awareness. It's about telling Jack Jablonski's story. It's about telling other people's stories who have gone through similar injuries as Jack. Um, and so an event is really well-suited to tell a story, even if you're not, even if it's just visually telling a story. You don't have to have somebody speaking at your event, or you don't have to interview farmers at an event to to tell a story you can visually tell the story you know you got people walking in and um, they're excited to be at this event and then even if it's just a quick video without any audio of somebody up on stage with like a powerpoint presentation talking or presenting something and then you've got people interacting and just mingling and talking and having a good time um, and then you know it's a use it as a promo for next year's event or what you want people to do after it Um, but yeah we do a lot of event videos and I think they all, they really do a good job of capturing whatever that business is and not not in a way that a CEO would tell it. Mm-hmm. The the atmosphere is really indicative of the like brand overall, like the mood people are in, what they're wearing, you know, the food, the the venue is all very reflective of what the brand overall is. And it's it's very not forced, very un unforced. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to script out something for an event and so it all just happens off the cuff and it happens naturally and like Kirsten said you just get a really good feel of the business or what they're trying to accomplish at an event like that and having a, a good videographer to capture that is can can do 
can produce a really good video for your social media, for your website, whatever you want to use that for. So for those listening and maybe they're thinking about working with a videographer or a video team, what are some do's and don'ts? Like what's a list of things that you guys would like if a client brought these things to that first meeting, this is what I need and what, what I'm asking for. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like what are some things that they can come prepared with when they're thinking about doing a video or working with a team that does video? Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know if this is quite what you were thinking, but, um, I tend to see people wanting to put lots of stories or ideas or concepts into a single video. And what I really want to see as a videographer as is people thinking about, um, we should always have one video, one concept. And that is how you get the strongest most succinct video is when um, we focus on one topic. And if there's multiple things you want to cover, multiple themes you want to get into, then the answer to that is just to have multiple videos. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds simple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's one of the first things I'm thinking about. If um, If you're familiar with like TED Talks and stuff like that, I think TED Talks do a great job of just that, of focusing on one issue. But by the time you get to the end of that TED Talk, you know that there's more that this person knows. Like this is not the this is not the singular thing that their company is trying to solve or that their nonprofit is trying to fix. But that's all they focused on. But you just get that feeling that there's more, and a good video does that. Like obviously, this company sells more than just trucks, but this video was featuring trucks like think about like a ford truck commercial you know ford makes cars they make other vehicles but they still make a commercial that is just about ford trucks um so that's that's really good and i think for me the the first thing i would ask for people when they're coming to a videographer a video team saying i want to do a video the first thing i would ask is that you stay open-minded about your concept um but have some sort of example of what you like it's um when when we're working with such such a creative um space it's it's sometimes hard to convey from our end and from our client's end what exactly we want and so if you have some sort of example even if um even if it's just you remember that you know that food commercial from tv a few years ago uh, that really sticks out and i'd like to do something similar Great. Now we have kind of a, a, a starting point. Or if you have no idea, that's fine. Let's let's work from from nothing. Don't feel like you have to have something. But if you if you do have an idea, back it up with some some sort of you know physical I, example that you can that you can show us and we can work off of. Is there any sites that you guys go to for video inspiration or that you show clients to help them start kind of getting some ideas? Um, only my work only my (laughs) (laughs) just your real just your real (laughs) because there's so many i mean amazing videos out there so is there any sites that you guys look to for creativity and just different ideas in the video space there's not really any specific sites but you know just social media in general yeah just watch videos um you know go on instagram every day and you know some things stick out and just try and remember those there's so many different styles of video that you can do where if you're I mean, Facebook is good. YouTube is is a little bit better, obviously, since it's all videos. But just being able to to go on like the what's trending or what's recommended for you based on your past YouTube and and seeing a bunch of different 
styles of video. You'll get the the vloggers who just stick a camera in their face and and talk, and then you'll get the the travel filmmakers who travel all over these beautiful places and make stunning videos, and you'll get the companies who just do a a straight up CEO on camera talking about something, or you'll get the event videos. Just being exposed to a lot of different videos really provides me a lot of inspiration as a videographer and I go I didn't really you know even if I don't like a video I didn't really like that video I didn't get anything out of it but that one transition that they did or that line of dialogue that they had really got me and so just being able to pull inspiration out of those so there's not really a site I would say YouTube and social media for inspiration for sure. And as far as animation's been huge I've seen a ton of big brands using animation style videos now what are your guys' thoughts about that? How do you know when to use animation, when not to use animation? What does that look like? Animation is cool. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, is it just because it's trendy? Or, like, I think certain brands do a really good job with it. But other brands, it's like, do you really need an animation video? How do you dissect that? You have to, it, it kind of goes back to what's the point of your video. You can add animation to pretty much any video you want, but Why? Um, a little bit of animation, like some text flying in from the side of the screen or a, you know, a, a colored text box or a frame around an image or something like that, that's subtle enough where nobody's going to go, wow, that animation was spectacular, but it still adds a piece of animation to it. But as soon as your animation... I, I should, as soon as your animation is what people notice, then your video has lost the point of the video. Mm-hmm. If your concept is animation then that's not going to be what we want for a video if if you're doing a tutorial on how to make an animated video yeah animate the (laughs) heck out of that because you want to show off that you can animate and how to do this but if you're doing an event recap video you don't need a ton of animation in there to distract from the event that you're trying to capture add a little bit of subtle animation and movement and um, design in there but you don't need a ton if you're doing a fully animated say like an infographic explainer video obviously that's going to be 100 percent or close to 100 percent animated and so spend your time you know finding a good animator and you know the right characters to tell your story but that concept is all built around animation Mm -hmm. if you're talking about filming a commercial and adding animation um be very careful how much animation i would say animation is uh, a tool like other like filming or anything to create, like, to, what's the word I'm looking for? To tell your story. Yeah, to make your concept happen, I mm-hmm. guess. Love it. It, Love it, it. it. it is trendy, and there are a lot of, um, After Effects has become a little bit more accessible to people, and that's that's high-level animation, st- or can be high-level animation stuff, but people there's tutorials all over the place, and so people can learn something like that quickly, and there are other um, video animation, you know, like short form video animation sites that you can subscribe to and get their animations and stuff. And so it's, I think the reason it's so kind of trendy right now is because it's becoming more accessible, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it in every single video. So the other type of video I've been seeing a lot of is that in the moment video. So we like for May 4th, we did a quick little video. So Pat, do you want to talk about it? Cause you're the star of this video. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start at the beginning. So my <laughs> office is right outside of our conference room. There was some sort of brain trust going on in this conference room, and after they left the meeting, they opened the door and said, "Pat, you like Star Wars, don't you?" 
I go, I don't know if I want to answer that question after a meeting and you walk right out. But they're like, no, we want to do a video for May the 4th. We want to do a video for Star Wars Day, just something fun and and dumb and um, explain the concept to me. And um, I was like, yeah, I, I, I do like Star Wars now that I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> and so we... We spent a little bit of time, and uh, Kirsten filmed it, and um, Alex, one of our developers, and I were the stars of the video, and it was just, a, what was it, all of like nine seconds yeah, it long? Was eight seconds. It was eight <laughs> seconds long, and it was just me getting mad at my computer and grabbing a lightsaber and trying to chop it in half. Um, so it was just, it was fun. It was, there was almost no point other than to celebrate <laughs> the Star Wars Day, um, and we, you know, we worked that together, and Alex did his best Yoda impression, and... <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, video is fun, so you can have fun with it too. So. Yeah, I mean, we had several different camera angles and shots that we put in there in that eight seconds, um, and we put a little bit of planning time into it. But it definitely was May the Fourth is Friday and it's Wednesday, so let's put together something really quick. So it definitely was a in the moment video. Yeah, I think that for the people listening, like there are so many things that just come up. Like maybe it's just. I mean, May 4th, you can plan for a little bit, but there's a lot of things that just pop up in the news or things that happen that you want to c- capture that moment. So what are your guys' takes and on making a video for something like that where it's, it's quick, you need to do it quickly in the moment? What's the best way for someone to react to that as a client or a business? First thing I would say is use your cell phone. Don't feel like you have to make this a big production. If it's in the moment, especially, I mean, that's one of the great things about Facebook Live and Instagram Live and everything like that is your phone is really all you can use for that. And for those in the moment things, just grab your cell phone and, and film it. Even if you're not going live, if you're going to publish it later in the day, your cell phone is probably fine for a quick in the moment announcement. You don't, you don't have to grab a big camera and make this a big production. And I say that as a guy who likes big production and, you know, likes to use all the tools at my disposal. But when you're talking about just a reaction video, even if it's just you reacting to something, to a news story or commentating on something, it could be your webcam on your computer. It can be your cell phone. Um, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to feel super produced, and that's that actually adds to the the reaction feeling. It adds to the. It, it feels more natural and it mm-hmm. feels more authentic when you're just reacting. Whereas if you've got a big production with lights and a soundstage and everything, it you know can come across as scripted and like you put too much planning into this seemingly off-the-cuff video. Where do you guys see video transforming in the next three to five years? Where Do you see some certain trends coming up? We talked about animation a little bit, being bigger. Um, is there anything people listening should know about and be watching for to include in their video strategy moving forward? I don't really know how this plays out with tell me the future with with corporate video or like business videos and stuff like that but with um the augmented reality stuff that like facebook and instagram that they're able to do in their software with just your cell phone and adding moving star wars characters into your scene like you drop them on your desk and you can move your character around that that's that's big in gaming right now too is is ar stuff but i think there's something i think there's something with that in the future of video is adding um it's it's not it's not the same as cg stuff like you would see in a a blockbuster film but there's something more consumer more you know mid-level augmented reality 
with video, with live video, um, with event type videos that I think I think could be could be something. <laughs> and that's the extent of my future telling. It could be something. <laughs> but it could not. So there we go. <laughs> All I really see is um a change in the mood of film over the past, you know, ten years or so. It just that it's more standard for video to feel more genuine and just off the cuff, like you said, just more video, more less produced, and um, I don't know. I don't have a good. Yeah, you've got a lot of in, even even as far as films go, you've got a lot of indie films that are making it big, and um, more independent film producers and small crews making big blockbuster films or close to blockbuster films, and that's kind of trickled down into you know social videos and corporate videos and stuff too. I've been seeing a lot of the um, some music videos where they just do it all in one shot, like the whole music video is done in one take, and I'm just like, you watch it, like, how do they do the this? Justin Timberlake say something video. There's, yeah, it's yeah. one of the hardest things you can do. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you putting this pressure on yourself? But it's yeah. just it's a different type of concept, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to watch it to see what it looks like. Um, so yeah, I think going back to that real real time and. What's what's happening within that more um, intimate moment, not mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. highly produced. If I can just say one thing to kind of wrap up our video discussion is don't feel like video. If, if you think video is intimidating, stop. Video video can be intimidating, mostly because all of the, a lot of the videos you're seeing on social media and YouTube and everything are by the big companies. They're by Pepsi, they're by Apple, they're by Microsoft, and they have way more money than I will ever have to make a v- single video. And so when you're seeing those, it looks intimidating. But the reality is, and I've said this before in some presentations and everything, less than 10% of small businesses in the U.S. have a YouTube channel. So if you're a small, medium-sized business and you're thinking about starting to do a video and YouTube channel, you are still on the the front edge of this. You're still a a fairly early adopter. It hasn't caught on to the masses yet. And so just, just do something. And the best thing about social media video and YouTube video, if it doesn't work, you do something different the next time. It it doesn't you don't have to put so much pressure on it and make it feel like it's such a big production every single time learn from what you did last time and do it better the next time today we covered everything from storytelling we talked about event video in the moment video and i think that anyone listening you know i really hope that the podcast today just kind of even if you're not doing video in your strategy you're starting to think about it and utilizing some of the tools we talked about whether you're doing it on your own or working with a company to to just make make better video and make fun video and have it relate back to your business. If you want to check out the video that we talked about that Pat is featured in <laughs> and that Kirsten filmed, you can go on our Instagram account, um, Hubbard Interactive. Give us some feedback on there. And if you want to see any of the any of the videos or creative that our team is working on here, we've produced some really awesome stuff in the past couple of months and I'm super excited to show off. You can go to HubbardInteractive.com and check out more. We will see you guys next week. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.